0: Welcome to the Boss Level. My name is Enigma. I am your host here. I am also a 15-year video game industry veteran. I am a lifelong gamer, game console collector, and a part-time streamer. Let's get your week started off right. Happy Monday to you. Hope you're taking care of yourself as the weather starts to slowly change. Uh, get a little more fall-like. I know uh, I have some friends that are really into the fall weather, that are really uh, into that kind of thing, and and uh, really enjoy the uh, the pumpkin spice and the weather, you know, the leaves changing color and all that sort of thing. Quite frankly, not my thing as much. Uh, I, I get it. I I do. Uh, I personally prefer the uh, the summertime weather myself. But uh, you know, there are folks out there that that like it when it gets a little cooler. Get the sweaters out and things like that. So definitely hope you're doing all right. Everything's going okay for you. Here outside of Chicago this last weekend, it was a little rainy on Saturday as I taped this. I'm looking outside and it's raining right now. I did get to mow my lawn this morning for the first time in a couple of weeks because of vacation and everything. So got uh, got my front lawn mowed. Probably try to get my rear lawn mowed maybe tomorrow or maybe until next weekend. We'll see. It depends on the weather. But, uh, you know, everything's going okay. I did go back to streaming uh, my normal time. We we're going to go ahead and uh, Take care of that stuff and the good housekeeping stuff coming up. We're going to actually let's go ahead and take care of that right now. As I said, I am a part-time streamer. I do stream uh, on the weekends, Friday night and Sunday morning. Now, uh, as of right now, I only stream on Twitch, but I've been talking to somebody about maybe uh, moving on into Kick a little bit because of the fact that you get more uh, more viewers and things like that, more people who want to help and support you. I don't know how accurate that is, but uh, you know, it never hurts to diversify your portfolio. So, but as of right now, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Evil Enigma, E-N-Y-G-M-A, the way I you, you see it spelled here in the Boss Level Thing. You can find me there. I am most active on Twitter. Uh, I try to post funny things, try to make people smile, try to make people laugh. But that's also where I make all my announcements as to what I will be uh, playing and when I will be streaming. Now, As I said, Friday nights and Sunday mornings, that's uh, Chicago Standard Time, Central Standard Time. Uh, that's, I live outside of Chicago. Usually on Friday nights, it's between 9 to 9.30 uh to midnight to 12:30 about ish central standard time and then on sunday mornings it's usually between nine ish and noonish. as of right now we're playing starfield i'm quite enjoying that i know there's been some uh mixed reviews on starfield but i do enjoy the exploration thing of it i do enjoy discovering things uh, so i am doing starfield right now uh that might carry us into spider-man next month we will see uh, it'll all depend there's a lot of stuff coming out we're about to hit the uh well we have hit it madden is usually the the uh, the the crack of the dam where we start to see stuff starting to flow over into the holidays and there's a lot of good stuff coming out this holiday as well but we're starting to see that happen. But anyway, as of right now, we're playing Starfield. I uh, hope you're enjoying that. I definitely plan on doing Spider-Man 2 when it comes out. I'd like to do Mario RPG when it comes out. Assassin's Creeds is definitely a possibility when it comes out. There's a lot of good of good, uh, good quality entertainment coming out here over the next couple of months that uh, I will hopefully be able to stream for you guys in some form or fashion. might not be right away because a lot of the stuff comes out at the same time. But uh, we'll see. We will see what happens. But you can find me uh, on Twitch right now at that. Uh, check out my Twitter, at Evil Enigma. And if I do decide to open up a kick account, I still got to talk with a friend of mine about that. We will we'll definitely see uh, how that turns out. Uh, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, my stream on Friday night only garnered, uh, it garnered under two. And it's the first time I've been, been under two viewers in uh, well over uh well about two years quite frankly so I've been kind of like oh that sucks but you know how it goes so I was first one back after a while you know because I was on vacation but anyway you can find me there Uh, check out my Twitter account and uh, stay posted on uh, where I will be what I'll be playing and when I'll be playing it that all being said I am also a member of Team Dragonfire and a member, a content creator for the Kindred Knights. We have our own line of hot sauces over at KindredNations.com. Take out that number three, or I'm sorry, that E, and put in a number three because that's the way you kids do it these days. And check out our line of hot sauces over there. There's a bunch of stuff that keep adding uh, hot sauces uh, all the time, and uh, there's there's some of them are limited. So if you see a sauce that you like, go ahead and and make sure you get it because you never can tell when. That thing is gonna be gone, and and uh, if they, if they don't uh, sell enough of it in a specific specific amount of time, they're not gonna keep stock. They'll just move on to something else. So uh, go in there and, and pick up the sauces while you can, and use my code Enigma E N Y G M A when you uh, check out. You'll get ten percent off your order, and it helps support my uh, my efforts of making content here on. Uh, on stream you know, streaming as well as my podcast. So that does help you know, it does help some. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, I would appreciate that. Remember it's E N Y G M A ten percent off your order. Thank you so much for listening to that. Uh, once again, I only really uh, peddle products that I use. So uh, quite frankly if I did not enjoy the hot sauces for Kidder Nations, I definitely would not uh be peddling them i would not be doing it so uh, i do enjoy their stuff they're, they're great stuff i can't wait to see what what's or what else is on the docket remember they have all these hot sauces that are really good in a lot of different situations and uh, a lot of different things that you can put them on so you know check them out see what you can do with, with some of those things it's uh it's going to be worth your while to do so so uh we did have some pretty big stuff happen this week uh thursday in particular nintendo and sony both decided they were going to uh have a state of play, or a, or it was a state of play for Sony, and it was a Nintendo Direct from Nintendo. Interesting, they both decided to do them on Thursday of all days. Uh, now, traditionally, the, I believe Nintendo usually does do them on Thursdays. I could be wrong about that. But uh, as I've stated before, these ni- Directs and state of plays have basically kind of uh replaced the press conferences for the most part you'll see you you'd see at e3 and and some of these other events i realized gamescon uh just happened in in europe last month and, and there was, they did both have i mean sony had a press conference over there but the truth is is that uh, with the way is in north america that the state of gaming journalism is right now uh, i believe nintendo and sony have uh really kind of come to the conclusion that they can end around and go around journalism to actually take their their message and their products directly to the consumer and not have to worry about having to, f- to go through the filters of, of journalism anymore. And it's working for them, quite frankly. They both had their events. Uh, it was just uh, interesting to see some of the stuff that's coming out this year. Or for Sony, more or less next year. There's a lot of the stuff they show was for next year, but I figured we would cover both of the events today. Uh, go ahead and and uh, check them out and see what uh, what there was. Now they did show some pretty cool trailers. That's basically what their big deal was 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 the trailers of of newer games coming out. Nintendo. Uh, I'll be honest. Before I go into everything individually. Uh, There's a lot of remasters and a lot of remakes here. There's a a lot of, of stuff for the Switch. And it just seems like to me two things. First of all, they're kind of, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, they are gearing up for a new console. So there's not nearly as many big announcements uh, that you would expect. The Princess Peach game, as I'll get into, is probably the biggest out of all of them because it's an original uh, game. But just about everything else, for the most part, if I'm looking at this correctly, is some sort of remake, some sort of remaster, or something to that effect. Uh, you know, nothing that's really big. They didn't announce a brand new Super Mario or a brand new Legend of Zelda or anything like that. Uh, now it has been rumored that Nintendo is apparently moved on from Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild, um, Tears of the Kingdom. Like there's not going to be anything more for it. There's not going to be any DLC, uh for it or anything I mean, outside of probably what's already in the pipeline if there is going to be any at all and uh they're going to move right on to a new zelda game that they were just kind of like okay we're done and moved on that'll be if that's true that's interesting that they did that because breath of the wild had a had a, a big dlc campaign uh, tears of the kingdom we will see we'll see but anyway let's get into what uh nintendo showed off here first of all um uh, uh, they did the, a lot of the stuff that they did announce. It's coming out next year as well. So not as I, I feel like Sony did more for next year, but uh, a lot of it is you know it's there's a lot of Mario stuff in the pipeline. Uh, in particular, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which is a series that was on the Nintendo DS, and uh, it was more of a puzzle style game, if I'm not mistaken, where Mario would have to get through different stages that Donkey Kong had. You know, I don't want to say set them up, but it was uh, it was much more of a puzzle type of experience as opposed to uh, the action or the role playing you've seen in other other uh, Super Mario titles. So if they're doing a new one of those, they're doing a new one of those. That's uh, that's actually kind kind of cool if they're re, uh, going back and redoing that. I think that's uh, smart on them to continue to go back and and find the stuff that uh, people like about the their you know their IPs. They're bringing out stuff that people like. Don't you know, Mario versus Donkey Kong was a was a big uh, big game series on the DS. It sold a lot of copies. So glad to see they're doing that. Uh, they're also doing the the Princess Peach game, the Showtime game. This is an interesting uh, game, uh, in my opinion, because it's uh, the Princess Peach stuff. Let's be honest. Uh, there has been a Princess Peach game before this, and it was on. The uh, Nintendo DS as well is called Super Princess Peach, and uh, let's let's just uh, I will say this, but it might be the most controversial thing I'm going to say on this entire podcast. We will see. Uh, it's a great game. It it really is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's well made. Nintendo knows what they're doing when it comes to platformers. Uh, the unfortunate thing is is that uh, Nintendo was brought it out during a time when. <sighs> How do I say this? Uh, a lot of people were getting a lot more sensitive about a lot of different things, and uh, Princess Peach, uh, or as uh, I've had people call it before, Super Princess PMS Peach, is that uh, yeah, she's going to save Mario finally, but she can only do it with the power of her raging emotions. Uh, you know, she has to cry to make flowers grow, and she gets super ticked off and busts through walls and and you know things like that, and. Um, while the game is great, as I said, it's a great game. The truth is, is that, uh, and and it doesn't offend me, but uh, apparently it does offend some people. So, uh, it's got a very mixed past. I don't think we're going to ever see that game come out again, at least not in the near future. We might see it maybe in 10, you know, 10 years or something when they're doing whatever but the truth is 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 that uh, super princess peach kind of has a little bit of a foggy past i have a copy of it still on the ds it's a lot of fun so it's it's not like it's a bad game it's just uh it came out during a time period when people were starting to get a lot more sensitive about things so that's uh, that's how it is apparently she dresses up in this one princess peach will dress up and get different powers and things like that seems very similar to uh, uh kirby in a way, you know, Kirby swallows enemies and gains their powers. Looks like Princess Peach is kind of going to do the the, the, uh, the same stuff. Now, I'm not going to go through all the games they announced here. I just wanted to go through some of them that I thought were, were interesting. Uh, by the way, you know, that I thought were, were very interesting. I like the Luigi's Mansion 2 uh, remake. I think that's, uh, that's a good thing. The Luigi's Mansion 2, of course, another DS game that had come out. Uh, Dark Moon, I think is what it was called. And... Uh, Great game, another great, great game. Uh, I'd like to see them go back and re-release the first Luigi's Mansion because that's a, it's also a great game. We'll see what happens with uh, with with that. Uh, I did notice, of course, Tomb Raider one through three remastered. Now this is a very interesting uh, release for uh, Nintendo. I'm sure it'll be out on other platforms as well. But this is the first uh, real. Um, dip into the Tomb Raider area since the Embracer Group purchased it from Square Enix. If you're not aware, Square Enix bought Eidos many years ago. When they bought Eidos, they basically bought every all the IPs Eidos was responsible for, including Tomb Raider. Uh, quite frankly, which was a very big deal that they had Tomb Raider under their belt, and then they released their uh, their uh, their reboots the Tomb Raider reboots Jeez, I can't I can't think can't think today the reboots they released those Tomb Raider reboots and uh I liked them but at the same time uh I'm, I'm once again kind of uh, at a point where I'm kind of tired of the deconstruction of the hero there are times I just want to see the hero kick butt and I don't really want to see them destroyed and deconstructed and subverting expectations and all that and and that's what they did with the tomb raider reboots while the games are a lot of fun and uh, i i did in particular i like the first one the most because i liked the idea of going back and seeing how laura became laura i mean became uh, the the hard-nosed raider that she became in the other games and and seeing her as an innocent girl who goes through a lot I thought was a really nice, you know, touch to it, and then they did two others, and uh, they're, they're fun. I'm not like I don't think they're good games because they are, but at the same time, I, I don't. I, I wasn't fond of them continually trying to destroy the character of Laura Croft. Laura Croft, because to be honest, Laura Croft is a power fantasy. That's what she is. She is the the female James Bond is what she basically is. It's it's a power fantasy where she goes on trips. She's strong. She's beautiful. She's confident. She's rich. She's athletically gifted. She's all these things that, uh, someone would admire someone would admire or would, would, uh, want to be with. And is like I said, James Bond, just, uh, take James Bond and, and, uh, make him a gal and give him give her a little bit of uh, Indiana Jones flair. And all of a sudden, boom, there we go. So, Uh, I, I, I'm glad to see they're going back and re-releasing the first three. And the truth is, is that the first three are probably the best, especially the first one, because of how popular it really was. I can fully remember guys. And then this is, I own, believe this is, this is how goofy I am. I own the first Tomb Raider on the Sega Saturn, believe it or not. But I, uh, I fully remember when it came out going, this is the future of what games are going to be. And, and, 12 years you, know, you just you just have no idea how revolutionary of a game Tomb Raider was the, the full 3d adventure running through hallways climbing going through things 3d you know monsters coming at you all these different things that uh, you had never seen before because action up until this point for the most part had had been some sort of 2d two-dimensional either hand-drawn sprites yeah there was polygonal games out there too but you had never seen this immersion of real 3d done that well you'd seen uh you know resident evil and games like that where you it was a pseudo 3d effect at least uh sort of in this this environment that was completely 3d and it was it was so revolutionary and i i just i just loved it i thought it was great now uh as the series continued, the games got worse. Uh, you know, I, There's a lot of people who think Tomb Raider 2 is the best one. I think 1 is the best one. But uh, then when you got to 3, 3 was kind of like, okay, all right, we've seen this, we've done this. They're just kind of now rehashing the same thing over and over again. And then they did Tomb Raider 4 or, or Adventures of Lara Croft. Or they went in all these different directions with the, with the series. And it finally culminated with uh, Dark Angel. Tomb Raider Dark Dark Angel was a Dark Angel Angel of Darkness. I think it was Angel of Darkness. I have it right over there. Jeez, but uh, on the PlayStation Two, which was hey, pay fifty bucks, so you can beta test our game for us. Is basically what that was, where they released that game and it was uh, not finished at all. Uh, loved the way the game looked, but it just was not finished. And then after that, it, it, they rebooted the whole thing and went to uh, went to Crystal Dynamics. And then Crystal Crystal Dynamics did pretty well with it, quite frankly. But we're seeing it now. This is the first time from Embracer Group where you're going to see uh, Tomb Raider coming out of them. Because Square Enix sold all their Western uh, properties to to Embracer Group. And I have a feeling, I have a big feeling, the reason why is because of the Avengers game, uh, Crystal Dynamics. Made the, the uh, Avengers game, and they thought that was going to be this big, big falutin thing, and it really wasn't. Uh, I, if you're a fan of the of that series, you know what, guys, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm kosher with it. I really am. I didn't think it was horrible uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but they, you can tell there was the underpinnings of a much better game than what they released with with that that game. And Square Enix took a bath on that game because if you i've talked about ips before if you want to talk about a day kip square enix had to pay marvel and disney to make that avengers game and because of that and they didn't recoup hardly any of that money back that's what killed them it didn't kill marvel or disney because they got paid it uh, but uh, square enix did not get paid they did not get paid at all and it was a very mediocre game for the most part. Uh, Again, I I don't hate it. I liked what I played of it, but you can tell that they meant for something different and then someone got in the, you know, a rooster got in the hen house and basically just said, let's change this around to where now uh, you you have to purchase things and you have to go in and do this and you have to go through and and, uh, and grind your rear end off just to get special powers and, and special costumes and things like that. And it just did not work but because of that failure and uh you know guardians of the galaxy didn't do that well either even though guardians of the galaxy is a fantastic game it really is uh it just comes down to them having issues with uh with money and so they sold all their western development houses and properties to embracer group and i know for uh i mean just just off the top of my head uh tomb raider was probably the crown jewel of that sort of thing they they knew uh embracer group knew that they were going to have to do something with tomb raider when when they got when they purchased that and and it's uh, it's good it's good that that's happening and and we uh, we're, we're going to see that i love the fact you'll be able to uh on the fly go between the remaster and the regular looking tomb raider graphics i think that's a interesting uh way to do it i think uh It's going to reintroduce Tomb Raider to a lot of people. I do hope that they do something with the controls. That's uh, something that on the Switch has not been talked about near enough. But uh, the controls uh, from the 1990s are not going to fly in 2023. So you want to make sure that if you're going to bring that out that you do something to, uh, to fix those controls and, and make them a little more uh, accessible to people who have Switch controllers and, and uh, you know, the Switch. I think that would be something that would be really, really smart of them to do. We will see what happens with that, though. Uh, overall, of course, oh, we have another one here, and that is the <sighs> Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year Door destroying... All the collectors and uh, the <laughs> all the co- game collectors who own a copy of it on the GameCube, like I do, uh, it's it, it's just not uh, a good thing for for us. I mean, it's fine. It's it's not going to destroy the value of the game too much. But uh, the truth is, is that I much preferred. I much prefer it when I can have my uh, v- the value of my games continuing. But the Thousand Year Door, good game, great game, actually on the on the GameCube. I would say if it's not the best Mario game, it's because yeah, it was, it's better than Sunshine. I it, I can tell you that. But I'm glad to see they're redoing that, Nintendo going back and, and uh, harvesting their their stuff. And I can tell you, honestly, I do believe that this means that the new Switch is going to uh, be backwards compatible because they are doing a lot of this stuff. There's a lot they announced, and I don't think they would continue to announce things if they were going to in this degree if they were just going to stay after february yep we're done <laughs> the switch is finished we're not going to make anything else for it uh i don't believe that's happening i think it's going to be backwards compatible overall i thought it was a good presentation not a great presentation uh, i do think that they are uh they're prepping for something big as i said you're if you're looking at uh brand spanking new high development uh switch stuff they had princess peach showtime there and uh, you know detective pikachu and and a couple things but for the most part they didn't there was no new zelda teases or announcements there was no new metroid prime 4 i still think metroid prime 4 is being prepped for the the new switch um Nintendo likes to have a big heavy hitter out for their new their new console, and since they've already uh, blown the Zelda wad here with uh, Breath of the Wild, or uh, I did it again, uh, Tears of the Kingdom coming out this year, do not be surprised at all to see something like Metroid being the uh, the Switch killer app that Switch two. Uh, killer app that they want to bring out with the, uh, the with the uh, the console because they need they, they want to have something that makes you want to buy the console. That's that's their thing. That was their thing with the Switch. It was Breath of the Wild. You know, so uh, we'll see what they do with this new Switch. I like I said, I do think it's going to be backwards compatible. But uh, they have to be cooking something. And we haven't seen a frame of gameplay of Metroid Prime 4. And they announced that game like a million years ago. So we'll see uh, what happens with that. I, would, I, would, I really do hope it's backwards compatible. Uh, I do hope that uh, we see the, the, um, the Bluetooth continue. Uh, I, I, when I went on vacation, I took my, uh, of course, my Bluetooth headphones and they hook up right to the switch really really nicely and uh, I hope that continues. I hope Nintendo Nintendo's always the kind of company that is very stubborn because they're they're just stuck in their ways and they they don't want to change anything they don't have to change and you know high definition t- uh, gaming was something that they didn't think was that big of a deal end up that it is. So they they had to come be uh, they had to come kicking and screaming to that table. Uh, it would not surprise me, though, to, to see that uh, it's a fully backwards compatible uh, console with uh, carrying over all your Switch content that you already have. So stuff that you've bought in the Nintendo store already, the, your arcade games like I have and things like that, should hopefully be downloadable right onto the new Switch 2. Uh, but we'll see. We will see. I'm, I hate to speculate we're still probably six months away from that happening, uh, from, from that that happening Nintendo's not going to mention a bloody word about it the, the new switch probably until late january early early february and that's if they do what they did with the switch if you remember what they did with the original switch they didn't announce it until after christmas and then they brought it out i believe in early march is when they did so they they kind of at the end of january beginning of february they showed it off and just said yeah i'll be, be, be ready next month so uh, we'll see. I, I am interested to see where they go. Um, we I, I really uh, think at this point they're going to have to stick with the screen, but I hate to speculate. Let's let's just let's just move on. There's just way too many th- variables right now with that. Nintendo showed off a lot of cool stuff. I'm interested in playing the the new games. You know the the Paper Mario is going to do really well. Princess Peach is going to do really well. Mario versus Donkey Kong is going to do pretty well. Uh, yeah. otherwise some of the stuff that they showed, you know, the print, Prince of Persia, I kind of, I know Ubisoft is planning on Prince of Persia being this thing But the truth is, is that I kind of think they're going to have to completely reinvent that whole shebang for that to really, uh, uh, they're going to have to reboot and and redo the whole thing Uh, for what they've done with with, uh, Prince of Persia. I don't think it's nearly as big of a deal as as Ubisoft thinks it is. And and that's just my humble opinion. But we'll see. We will see. Uh, Sony also had their state of play. And this is... (sighs) Sony was making sure that they focused more on third parties this time so there was not a lot of first party stuff shown spider-man was shown of course because that's coming out in a month less than a month about a month so they they wanted to get that shown but they were really focusing more on the third parties here and you could say what you want to about sony being very self-serving and all that good stuff And, and there's some truth to that rumor but the truth is is that uh they're they tend to be very good. At least they've been very good for the to their third parties for a while now. Uh, if the way gaming works is, so eventually Sony's going to step on a banana peel and screw everything up, and then everyone's going to get mad at them. The way that they did with the PlayStation Five, and they're going to head off to uh, make games for Microsoft instead, or something to that effect. So happens all the time. It really does every couple of. Uh, generations you see something kind of crazy happen you know everybody was on board with uh with sony with the playstation one and the playstation two and then microsoft came in and just said hey and wooed a lot of people to the uh, microsoft side of the force the xbox 360 came out the playstation 3 came out and we all know what happened there we thought that um the 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 tide might be shifting and and then uh, we saw Microsoft step on a banana peel it's it's it just um, it's unfathomable to me what, how Microsoft did what they did with the uh, the Xbox One and completely screwed up their uh, the goodwill that they had with gamers but the truth is is that uh, Sony's been Recording and been very good to third parties recently so we will see how if that continues uh, How that goes but uh, there this was mostly about third parties is what it was from uh, what I saw Outside of spider-man 2 and uh, they're expanding the map in spider-man 2 they show a little more gameplay Uh, Looking forward to it. I really am. It's going to probably be a game of the year contender Uh, At least it'll be on the short list. I, I believe it will uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, the gameplay anyway. I know some of the story. The first one, some of the story was a little hokey. The first Spider-Man. So I'm saying that knowing that it's about a guy who dresses up as a spider and fights crime. But truth is, is is that the game the game played better than the story was. Otherwise, we had a lot of third-party stuff coming uh coming out uh highlight of course was final fantasy 7 rebirth we are finally getting final fantasy 7 rebirth uh which is the second part to the final fantasy 7 remake that came out on the playstation 4 a couple years ago pl- coming out on playstation 5 now square enix has been known to uh not have any urgency when it comes to releasing games. They announced the Final Fantasy VII Remake and it finally came out like a million years later. So for them to be even quicker on the draw with Rebirth is a good sign. I do believe they're going to stick with the Final Fantasy VII engine, uh, the one that that worked with the Final Fantasy VII Remake. We did find out that unfortunately your save file will not carry over so i think that's very disappointing i i do uh, if you're gonna do a storyline game like this you're gonna have i it just it blows me away that they will not allow you to carry over your save file with your materia and your weapons and things like that it just it just completely blows me away uh, i think it's a mistake definitely a missed opportunity uh, I know they're doing it because of power reasons and all that good stuff with your characters. They don't want you to be able to breeze through the game because you power leveled the heck out of your characters in the first game. But I, I do think you should be able to at least carry over you know, your materia or something to that effect, but that's not what they're doing. They're, you're starting over completely from scratch with Rebirth. Now, for those who are the uninitiated into the Final Fantasy VII uh, fandom here, Final Fantasy VII Remake basically was the first disc Of three discs of Final Fantasy VII, okay? If you uh, play the original Final Fantasy VII, the part all the way to when you leave Midgard was basically covered in in that remake. Now, they did add a whole bunch of stuff to that game that was not in the original game. Including that last battle with Sephiroth never happened. You leave Midgard in the original game after you com- you you beat that big uh, rolling mech thing. You actually leave Midgard that way. Sephiroth is mentioned on the first disc of Final Fantasy VII, but you never really see him until you leave uh, leave the city. So that is an interesting uh, was an interesting choice of what they did. Uh, we'll see how it goes with this game because uh, I've mentioned it before. They're they're kind of saying this is a different kind of game than uh, what we have played before, as far as storyline goes. So uh, certain characters who might or might not have been killed in the original game, uh, well, this leave it at that even though the game is 20 over 20 years old if you haven't played it by now i should just say you're probably not gonna play it but uh we know you know it's one of the worst kept secrets in the history of gaming that a certain character does get killed at the end of the first disc or i'm sorry at the, end of the second disc of final fantasy 7 will that character uh suffer the same fate i don't know i don't they're they're making this out to be a completely new retelling of the game and uh it, it's very possible that this character is going to stick around, and we'll see what happens. We saw the Gold Saucer, which was interesting. We saw Chocobos, different colored Chocobos in it. Uh, very interesting uh, look at the game. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be this just the second disc or if it's going to complete the thing. I, I don't know. Like I said, there was three discs to Final Fantasy VII, so since the first game covered the first disc we'll see we will see but uh i i think uh, it's going to be good we did see that yuffie is in the game we did see that ketchi is in the game we did see red 13 is in the game so uh there's only one character missing after that uh we'll see if he's in the game later I, we haven't seen any announcements on vincent but we'll have to keep our, our ears and eyes open to see if he's he's there uh and we, like I said, we don't know how far into the, the story this goes, if it's going to complete the the thing, or if they're going to make it a trilogy. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, something they did that I liked in uh, the original remake was they went back and they kind of fleshed out some of the mer- the characters in uh, Avalanche. You know, you get to talk to Jesse and, and Biggs and Wedge and get to know them and and see their characters and listen to, and talk to them and get to know their personalities. While well, in the first Final Fantasy VII uh, they they were just kind of there and they were gone. You know they didn't uh, they didn't stick around. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I want to see what's uh, what's new with it. I'm gonna play the heck out of it. I would bet I will stream it when it comes out because I think that's gonna do really well. Uh, the Resident Evil Four had a new DLC announced for it. Separate Ways starring Ada Wong and the VR mode also for, for Resident Evil Four. Uh, I'm not the biggest Resident Evil Four fan, but you know what. It's going to do well. It it, it is. just Resident Evil 4 is very popular. Capcom is going to protect Resident Evil 4 or Resident Evil, period. That's what they do. They have to protect it. It's their bread and butter, one of their bread and butters uh, as a franchise. So uh, I think it'll do really well. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more about it. Uh, We did see uh, the Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn. Looks like that's coming out here pretty soon. The Avatar game, Frontiers of Pandora, I'm, I'm... I don't know about this, guys. I really don't. And and maybe it's just simply because I'm not one of the people who's really in love with uh, Avatar, the, the the movie franchise Avatar, not The Last Airbender, but the Avatar that from James Cameron uh, I, with the Navi. I, I don't get it. I, I just don't. I watched the first movie, and uh, technical... Achievement, amazing, just gorgeous in every way. And the, th- but the three D is what made it. You know, my my girlfriend, my loving girlfriend, is uh, we live together, and she's asked me about Avatar before, and I said flat out, and this is exactly how I feel about the first movie: is that it's a paint by numbers, uh, dances with wolves kind of game or kind of movie is exactly what it is, and uh, it's not going to set the world on fire when it comes to its story. But the 3D and the and the technical effects and the computer graphics and everything, the, the gorgeousness of Pandora, amazing, absolutely amazing. And that's what I told her. I was like, you have to watch it in 3D. She's like, well, I don't want to watch a 3D movie. I said, well, then you don't want to watch it because the only way that you can really watch that movie and admire what it is and what it achieved is watching it in 3D. Otherwise, there's just no point in doing it. And I have not seen the second one. Uh, again, I'm just not that in love with the series. I, I thought, I told you exactly what I thought and, but I have not watched the second one at all. I'm sure it's probably a pretty decent movie, but it, again, if it's, if it's very much like the first one, you have to see it in 3D. Otherwise, what's the point? There's really no point. So, um, I don't understand the big hubba about the new Avatar game. I just don't because of that. I really... Don't. Uh, it's just me, and and I, if it's fun, I'll play it. It's just all there is to it. I, I played Avatar on the original uh, Xbox and uh, PlayStation Xbox 360 when it when it came out when the first movie came out. I remember playing that game and just thinking it was just kind of mediocre in a way. I mean, it's it's all right. I, I, it wasn't that great, and in this case, I don't see it being that great now. But again, we'll see. We'll, we'll see it. I never. There's a lot of games that uh, I've played where I was never a big fan of the uh, source material, and then it actually the game was so good that it kind of made me interested in it. So this could be something very similar. We will have to wait and see. That's the that, that's how you know you've made a good game is if you expand the fan base with it. And the last thing I want to talk about here is the new controller colors and console covers. Uh, we are this is an interesting thing that's going on, and we're starting to see it happen here more often. It used to it happened in Japan first. It was a very big thing to happen in Japan was uh, different colors and customization of uh, your uh, console to make to fit your tastes. And we've been slowly seeing it happen here with different colors of consoles have been coming out, special edition of consoles coming out. And it's been going on since the PlayStation 2 mostly. We've been seeing a lot more colors coming out and a lot more uh, new uh, uh, versions of of, uh, consoles coming out here, which is is good that we've been seeing it. But uh, Sony really seems to be taking it to heart here because their original PlayStation five was white is white and then they announced that they had the colors that you could replace the side plates on it uh i have a red on mine uh, red's my favorite color so i have red but then they're now they're doing it with the metallics and I was like oh metallic red but i'm not buying it i'm not buying it again but uh it's just it's cool i'm glad to see that we're, we're seeing that uh as a customization you know kind of thing where you'll be able to purchase things that uh that you would rather have, that they would make. Well, I shouldn't say would rather have, but would make more sense to to match your your tastes. You know, the Spider-Man Five PS Five is coming out and things like that. And I'm glad to see that's happening. I am glad to to, to see that we have more of a um, variety out there rather than just plain old white PlayStation Fives out there. So. I'm, I'm glad to see that we're, we're getting more and more into that. I'm sure when the new console comes out next year, the new Switch will very much be the same way where you'll be able to uh, check out the the, uh, different colors of it or different things of it, you know, the switch, there's different versions of the switch that are out. I kind of wish I had that breath of the wild one because it's not breath of the wild again. I did it again. The tears of the kingdom one tears of the kingdom one is actually a very sexy console. I kind of wish I would have waited to get my switch OLED to get that because I totally would have been all over that, but I haven't, I have a launch OLED. So I'm pretty happy with that anyway. So that's, uh, the, the Sony one I thought was more about the future I really did. Uh, outside of, of Spider-Man and like Tales of Arise, I thought everything else looked like it was next year. Their big stuff was next year. I personally think that Square Enix uh, carried it because of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I do honestly, a Rebirth I should say, and I do honestly believe that their relationship with Sony is tighter than it's ever been because you see Sony putting out these things and they're centering the square the the, the headpiece of what they're showing has been square enix stuff and it's not the fly by night stuff it's here's final fantasy 16 here's final fantasy 7 rebirth and here's you know, they're putting that stuff first and foremost and i think that's a a good idea for them as long as the games are good square enix i read is really kind of hurting for money right now that they've lost a lot of uh, value in their company and a big part of that's because they sold off their western assets Sorry, but uh, you know, I'm glad to see that Sony is doing their best for them and and trying to make sure that they they have a, uh, a you know a centerpiece that they're the centerpiece of, of of this stuff. So I'm glad to see that, and we'll see what what happens w- with that. I'm sure the Rebirth game is going to sell like hotcakes. It's just Final Fantasy VII's popularity is insane, uh, regardless of what I think of the original game and how I think it's. Only a um, you know somewhat mediocre entry in the series, middling I should say, not mediocre but middling. Um, it's still popular. It's a lot of people's first Final Fantasy. So good on the uh, on them. I hope it's a it's a great game, and and uh, I'll be there playing it just like I played Final Fantasy 16. I will definitely play uh, Seven Rebirth as well. All right. So that all being said, I think we have uh, got talked about what I want to talk about today. Uh, over the next couple of uh, months, we're probably going to see more of some game reviews and things like that because we are now at the part point of the year where everything is going to be about new stuff coming out. Uh, then The months of October and November in particular always have a lot of uh, big stuff coming out and this is no different. Uh, it is different as far as the number of things because uh, traditionally the la- the games as we, we have seen since June all would have been pushed back until October or November, but uh, now we're spacing them out more. So your Diablos and Final Fantasy 16s come out in June. Street Fighter 6 comes out in June and we're still gonna see some heavy hitters in October and November, but it's not going to be nearly as many because they're spacing them out more. Uh, that being said, there's still going to be some good stuff. Mario RPGs coming out as well. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait to uh, play Spider Man. Can't wait to play Assassin's Creed. Can't wait to to, to get into that stuff. And and uh, who knows what's going to happen next year, guys? We have a lot of uh, maybes out there. A lot of you know. Are we going to see the new Switch in the first half of the year? Yeah, maybe, probably. We'll see. Who knows? But 2024 is going to be a big question mark, and we'll see what uh, good stuff is coming out. Uh, We're we're seeing more of a uh, a a drop, a a change. It's not as much about the third party, not third party. It's not as much about the uh, uh, AAA releases now. It's moving more towards independent stuff, and it's been moving that way for a while. But uh, nowadays it's it's quite a bit more prevalent but we'll we'll see we'll we'll, we'll see what's what's going to happen but in the meantime guys we're going to go ahead and call the podcast today now i do plan on being on uh this weekend my normal friday night and sunday morning i do not have any plans to change that until the weekend of twitchcon i am Going to TwitchCon. I've already bought my ticket for it. I'm going to be in Vegas. I will be there now. My girlfriend, we're both going to Vegas together, but she doesn't want to go to TwitchCon. So it'll—you won't get to meet her. You'll—if you're—if you're going and you want to meet me, uh, we'll see. I don't know, but uh, I'll plan on being there. So right, go ahead and follow me on Twitter and follow me on Twitch at Evil Enigma. You can keep up with me there, and I will talk to everybody soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. I will talk to you later.